Hey everybody, this is Eddie Dacius. We are here with Imani Missouri. Imani Missouri, she's our guest today, and I'm very excited for this episode. I think we're gonna have a blessing. We're gonna have a great, great episode where Imani Missouri gonna talk about her background, her upbringing, and her career. Welcome to the Divine Purpose Podcast, where we transport you along one of the more dynamic journeys of life. Have you ever been curious to know what it takes to become a successful leader? Or about knowing the secrets of life through the Bible? How about engaging in conversation where no topics are off limits? We will take you to new levels with guests who can help you grasp the importance of your calling. Now, here's your host, Eddie Dacius, founder of Dacius Facilities Management. So without further ado, let's introduce Imani Missouri. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Eddie, so much for inviting me to be a part of the show and to join you for the podcast. Oh, we appreciate you coming in. Um, like I said, we're excited to have you today. So, and like you know, if you follow our podcast, we already like to ask, what can you tell us about you? Yes. Um, Let's see, um, because we have quite the time with each other, right? So yes. <laughs> <laughs> as he said, my name is Imani Missouri. Um, my clients lovingly call me Coach Faith because Imani actually means faith in Swahili. Wow. Uh, I am a personal development and executive coach. I am also the principal owner of Faith Forward LLC, where we provide faith increasing coaching and consulting services to social impact organizations and leaders uh, in the area of equity, diversity, and inclusion, leadership development, community engagement, um, and the like. Ooh, wow. You're a busy woman. I am. And then, oh, yes, thank you for saying I'm busy. And in addition to that, also uh, the founding program director for uh, Faith and Prejudice, which is um, a nonprofit organization that actually recently launched. And we are building bridges to racial equity through the heart of the church to address systemic racism. Wow. And yeah. I, I appreciate you telling us that and appreciate you. I think it's you, you're embracing your calling. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. because a lot of people... We are meant to be somebody in our life where we're gonna we're gonna be projected to what we like and what make um, us to embrace our calling. So, talking about different things you're doing. So, what are the three most challenging events in your life? Hmm. I would say, like to the point that you mentioned, Eddie, about embracing um, the calling, right? Um, that definitely takes time. It comes at different points in, in one's life. Um, yes. When I think about a difficult challenge, the first one that comes to mind is actually when I was graduating from undergrad. Um, yep. I, it was a couple of months before I grad. No, actually one month before I graduated. Um, I lost someone that was close to me uh, who was murdered actually before um, we both were going to graduate. Um, and that was very, I took that very, very hard. And then within a month of my graduation, my maternal grandmother passed away suddenly. Um, and for context, um, my maternal grandmother actually uh, helped raise me. So, um, it was just like back to back. Um, and it happened during the recession, right? So yep. it was pretty tough um, in terms of one, you know, like dealing with that grief, but then also trying to find a job, right? Wow. So it took over close, a little over a year. Um, and it was a very tough time. You know, it was a depressing time as well. Yep. 
Um, and I volunteered first um, at an internship. It was an unpaid internship. And that was my first uh, unpaid internship, actually, <laughs> ever in life. Yeah. Um, so here it is. I have this, you know, college degree and Uh-oh. no one's <laughs> so what was that because like you said unpaid internship right yes kind of tough yes. what did yeah. you manage yes uh well i mean <laughs> clearly god because yeah. <laughs> honestly um in addition to that um my mother had been uh laid off right before i graduated so it was like back to back to back um it, it was just a tough time. Um, and with the unpaid internship, what I did is I negotiated for, um, you know, my Metro card, uh, okay. to be kind of like the payment. So I'm, I'm in New York city, um, uh, born and raised in New York city. Um, and I am a Bronxite, meaning that I grew up in the Bronx, currently reside in the Bronx. Um, so commuting back and forth in New York yeah. city is costly. <laughs> so <laughs> I negotiated for that to be paid for. And um, my supervisor at the time, actually, she understood that this was going to be a bridge opportunity for me. She knew that I was actively looking for paid opportunities. Um, But it was great that she provided kind of like this learning space for me to learn more about the nonprofit um, just realm and and sector. And she was one of my key references uh, once I actually secured uh, paid and employment. so yeah, that that's one, Eddie. Um, the the second one that comes to mind um, is actually pre pre pandemic. Um, pre pandemic. Um, Tell me I, about it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, <laughs> um, so I was actually going into work, um, and. I was trying to, I was just like, okay, I'm feeling this change. I'm feeling this shift. I don't quite know when it's going to take place, what exactly it's going to look like. Um, And I was trying to plan it out perfectly, right? Like I'm sitting there looking at the pay schedule and everything like that, because I already told you (laughs) I had the experience of um, the unpaid, right? So um, I was trying to line it up and I heard God very clearly, why not today? So that was, um, I believe that was January 21st, um, last year. And the why not today was, why don't you move out on faith today? And I went into panic mode and that was the day that I resigned. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I resigned, um, that day, uh, you know, went into the bathroom stall, full transparency, praying Psalms 23, crying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Uh, Because it was scary because again, I'm trying to plan it out perfectly. Um, And God God told me very clearly why not today. So that was was tough um, because uh, my team, it wasn't so much about my team because I worked with a great team um, and it was an entrepreneurial team where I was, I was loving what I was doing, loving the people that I was working with. It just had reached a point in the way that I wanted to grow. I was not going to be able to do that uh, within the capacity um, of, of the organization at that time. And it, it was just time um, and God knew it was time. And then um, after my last day, that's when everything shut down and that's when it started to get, you know, like pandemic, pandemic. Um, so honestly, only God knew that that was going to happen. Um, which then leads me to the third. During that time, you know, taking a leap, um, truly, truly a leap of faith. Um, and there's a lot of, um, there was a lot of unknown. There was a lot of fear. This uh, is going on in the world at, at, you know, at the time, like at the, you know, at the onset um, of the, the pandemic. Uh, I began to question, you know, Lord, did I hear you correctly? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know about this? <laughs> yeah, that's, oh man. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that because, and I would like you to touch more on it mm-hmm. because people need to understand this is, there's no, sometimes you don't have the answer. Correct. And you need to just go by faith. Absolutely. 
can you can you touch on that yes so um faith is living breathing um it is action right um yes. and it does not it's not logic so if you as i as i illustrated right like my name means faith i am faith it is where it is the posture and it is what my work is anchored in um and when you are in um we, you know like we live in a very outcomes based results based world right where we either want things very quickly um or we are accustomed to getting things whenever it is that we desire them because yeah, yeah. we can just order them with a click right yeah. um and we probably have resources at our disposal uh but when you are moving in faith you are moving by faith and not by sight like everything is not going to be clear to you god knows the plans right but you're not going to have you're not going to have all the answers and that that is uncomfortable for most people um but especially for those who are risk averse right because yes you're right yep yeah you know like a risk averse person wants to make more um calculated moves and that um while god is strategic God's strategy is not—it's it, beyond um, our wildest dreams. It, it, it's beyond our human capacity. Um, so, um, it, it's a growth. It, it, it is a growth. I'm, I'm not going to say that I—I I have arrived, right? I'm. God continuously stretches me um, and pushes me in, in areas, in many different areas of my life, as this pertains to pertains to faith. Yes. Uh, and that is how I move about in in my work uh, as a visionary and as someone who I consult God first and foremost, you know, like even before this, yes. right? Before we were yes. even talking to each other, Eddie, you know, like, it's like, all right, you know, God, are you needing me to lend my voice on this platform? You know, it's being in relationship with God and it, it requires trust. So we here with Imani Missouri, she was explaining a leap of faith, the process, right? Yes. Yes. And absolutely. you said that it's a difficult. Would you agree that it's a lonely process? Mm-mm. Or I would like, say, yeah, I wouldn't say lonely. Okay. Um, because I was surrounded by people that supported me. Yeah. Um, okay. it's just that everyone doesn't necessarily get the path that you're on right yes. like when you are when you're moving by faith you're taking a leap of faith it's for you yes. it's primarily for you <laughs> you know and and you know your trust in god and then yes. it, it can benefit others right okay. um, so everyone's not going to understand all of the intricacies of it just as you are um but it's not necessarily lonely it's okay. just that you may everyone's not necessarily going to grasp everything yes. in, um, in your world no i'm glad i thank you for clarifying and so now my next question would be so what was the most um achievement you're proud of there's a couple but you're, you're saying the most yeah. um Okay, so I'll say a recent one. Um, Recent one is that I co-authored a book, um, Mm. the the X Factor: Spiritual (laughs) Spiritual Secrets to Successful um, Executives and Entrepreneurs. Wow! And uh, that was another leap of faith. (laughs) Uh, That was huge. I I love to read. And uh, I'm a reader. I I write as well. Okay. I've written blogs. I've written articles. Um, but to dedicate a full chapter in a book, um, yes. and to do it what seemed to be suddenly, right? It's not that yeah, I was yeah. I, I I wasn't planning it, right? It it wasn't like a a goal to be done within a certain time frame. It's the door of opportunity presented itself. Okay. And I prayed about it and it's a huge, huge accomplishment of mine. And I, I, I know there are going to be more books to come. Wow. 
Wow, congratulations on that. Thank but you. I had a guest yesterday and she was saying she wrote a book in three months. And yes. she never intended to even be recognized as a writer, but Correct. embracing a call a calling get her to do what God wanted her to do. Absolutely. And I think that's the same thing for you. Yes. So so let's let's go back to your high school but before your high school let's talk about your upbringing mm-hmm. family dynamic how was it for you i mean i have a very loving family as i mentioned earlier from new york grew up in new york city um it was pretty loving i mean in, ter- in terms of the physical environment though mm-hmm. uh for those that are not familiar um, so I am from the, the South Bronx and still currently reside um, in the South Bronx. Um, very like years ago, decades ago, um, yeah. <laughs> it was rough. Um, and I recall just kind of like the shift and the revitalization of my neighborhood um, from being pretty blighted yeah. to then um, being a space where families were moving in. Um, and you know, where it, it felt thriving, um, because again, I, I recall seeing it when it wasn't much, (laughs) it just, it wasn't much people were moving out. People weren't trying to, you know, trying to move in. And I'll say that I appreciate, um, though the Bronx gets a whole lot of flack or whatever, I appreciate, uh, being from the Bronx and having that experience because something that I've noticed, um, about just my neighbors um, and just the community at large is that it's a community of resilience. Uh, okay. There are hardworking people, working class people in the Bronx. And uh, despite, I would say, naysayers, um, despite what the optics may appear uh, appear to be, um, people are able to make it and not just make it, but, but also thrive and put themselves um, to being, you know, um, rooted, grounded and supportive of their fellow, fellow community members. Uh, well said, well said. So, so what was your dream in high school? It's sort of like three part question. What was your dream okay. in high school? If it's the same, that's great. But what was your dream in your dream job in high school, mm-hmm. in college, and now. Okay. <laughs> Some people, they have the one, but others have different. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, like, high school. Okay. So, I went to uh, all-girls Catholic high school, and I didn't know anything about the field of psychology until I took this class uh, with a teacher a late teacher of mine, uh, Father John. And Father John, he taught, you know, intro to psychology. And I was just, I loved him as a teacher uh, and really, really enjoyed the class. And the things that I was just learning um, in psychology, you know, in terms of general, child, abnormal, I wanted to explore it more. I didn't really know exactly what that was going to look like, but I knew that I was intrigued by the schools of psychology in high school. So going into college, I knew that that was what I wanted to study. Um, But again, I didn't know exactly what aspect of it. Um, I ended up majoring in social psychology, which is psychology of, you know, how people interact with each other across uh, across groups, right? Um, and I was focusing on, you know, intergroup relations. So within a said group, but then also intergroup across um, different dynamics and focused on um, also like blackness in Latin America. Um, and at that time, I, I thought going into college that I was going to get my PhD immediately after um or my PsyD, um my doctorate in psychology and work with people directly um as a psychologist in a capacity as a psychologist i quickly learned then that i didn't necessarily have the patience then um to work with people in that capacity um so things shifted i did not go to a doctoral program straight out of um 
out of college, even though I was still exploring it. But then I started to, you know, have the desire to want uh, more workforce experience before yeah. I went to graduate school. Um, and then, as I mentioned before, the recession happened and that sh shook things up a bit. So where I where I'm at right now, which is very interesting, right? Like then I didn't feel like I had the patience. <laughs> and now, you know, as I'm working with clients, now granted, I'm not a psychologist, not a psychiatrist, uh, but coaching professionals um, in areas of personal development, career, um, their executive leadership. Yep. It's still getting at the very thing <laughs> that I wanted to do, even though it's just in a different capacity. Um, and in terms of the aspect of um, racial identity, being able to work as a part of this team um, in conjunction with like Christians and um, churches across the country to address um, systemic racism and work towards racial equity. Again, it's, I, I believe that I am where I am supposed to be right now. Uh, and I am living out that purpose right now. Wow. And I'm, I'm truly, truly trusting God in the process, but I am really, really at a great point right now. Uh, great. Thank you for sharing. So one thing, uh, what do you think people most uh, like misunderstand about you? Hmm. I think this is a misunderstanding, not just about me, but just about God. Okay. Um. So I I present as you know. I had a I actually I had a professor that told me very and I I I kind of paid tribute to it in in the chapter in the book, uh, Roaring Diplomat. I, he gave me feedback of how I was engaging with a, a client, a pro bono client. Um, and he said that I was so diplomatic um, and it was not really a compliment. Well, it was like a compliment, but not, not really. Like he wanted me to be more forceful. Okay. And I believe a misunderstanding about me uh, when people don't really know me too well is um, they may just see the, um, or when they hear, you know, like faith or, um, Christianity or um, anything of the like, that it's just about love, right? That it's not about justice and it's not about equity. And I, I drive equity in my work. I desire to see equitable leadership. So that means black and brown leaders um, and also, you know, closing the wealth gap um, in this country and, and beyond. Um, and again, when people probably hear faith, they probably just think about the niceties of faith, but they really don't know the inner workings of faith. And, yep. um, also that's why I said like a perception of me as the one who's activating, who's the vessel doing this work, okay. is that there's also a justice and an equity component. It's, it's not just love. It's out of love. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, and with love. It, it's also work like love is an action word it's not just you know still and complacent yes. um, it, re it requires work so misunderstanding is oh well this seems like nice work yes it is nice work it's also work <laughs> like <laughs> it, it, it yeah. is work um you know coaching people towards that place where they are you know feeling more fulfilled is work driving equity is work it's justice Yep, you're right. And so I can switch to that. So what? What's the best compliment you ever gotten? Hmm. I mean, there's been a, a number of things, and I, I don't. I, I would say the one that I'm recalling right now. Okay. Um, I had a former colleague who, um, and this is when I was walking in purpose again, just wasn't fully clear on what that was going to look like. So a former colleague uh, was dealing with issues in her department. So um, she would come to me with matters that were going on with her manager um, and also some of her teammates. 
And um, again, I was already moving in the coach realm, right? Um, not necessarily coaching her professionally, okay. um, like client to coach, yet it was colleague, but I was coaching her. And um, she said to me, you know, Imani, do people report to you? And I said, no, like that, that's not, you know, like really like the structure here. Um, and she said, I would just love, I would love it if you were my manager. Wow. And I think that more managers need to be like you. And that was a huge, huge um, compliment because one, this colleague was older than me. Yeah. Um, the colleague, I'll, I'll be transparent, was also a white woman okay um with again years of experience in the workforce yet when she was coming to me because of things that she was dealing with in her department um she was really it piqued her her you know inquiry and inquisition of are people reporting to you because more people need to report to you like you need to be you need to be leading more people and managing more people um and um yeah i I think that's a great compliment Yes. But how did that fuel your desire to stay on that path as embracing your culture? Yeah. Um, it was, first of all, it was very affirming, right? Because I, I was not expecting that. I was just very focused on her um, and her managing that environment that she was in. Um, while even now I don't have anyone directly reporting to me, it's encouraging um, to me that as I grow in business and as I grow in leadership, that there will be, um, that the desire is that it's not just going to be solopreneurship, you know, but there is going to be a team that's a part of this greater, this greater work. So um, being able to hear that from, uh, from a colleague, um, and I've heard it from other people that I've, um, you know, kind of like indirectly managed as well uh, it just gives me hope for once you know the work is scaled so and and like i said it's we're very i'm very happy to have you in, in this podcast today um thank you imani missouri to accept our um, invitation but can you tell us what was the process for you to go with um faith forward mm-hmm. studying it or was it yes so it actually came about when i was working in a toxic work environment um right. i so very similar to the colleague that i was mentioning um i was in that position and i was questioning my own path in terms of professionally um like did i make the right decision you know like what's going on who am, am i being expected to be someone else in this moment if i you know kind of like put on a different air is that going to change the environment um and actually what what came of that is that i sought out assistance um i sought out coaching for myself and um it was through that coaching that it was shared with me you know what you have been doing for others is exactly like what you are now seeking um you're you know you are a coach you're going to be a coach and i was like "Uh, no you know like i just need help with whatever it is that i have going on um so i was i was a bit in denial right um Again, I didn't know that it was. Uh, I didn't know that it was a part of a part of the path uh, for me um, to be in a role where I'm I'm leading and I'm guiding people. Um, and it was also a time where I grew more spiritually. Um, I began to see, you know, okay, you were not named Imani by accident. Wow. Um, and while I sought out support, honestly, the greatest support was me growing closer with God. So, of course, when I, when God gave me the instruction, and I'm the first one in my family, to my knowledge, um, to even start a business, right? Um, wow. that was 
completely different for me because I'm like, wait a second, I'm working and you're telling me that I'm going to start a business. Like, what what is this? And God gave me the um, the name very clearly, Faith Forward LLC. Mm. Wow. So looking at your website now, right now, mm-hmm. and a beautiful website. So can Thank you tell you. us about the, uh, I know you, you just told us about how you started everything. Mm-hmm. And talk about what you do on a daily basis. Are you reaching to people? Sure. It looks like. Yeah. So um, this, that photo actually uh, that you're sharing um, was taken in the area where I grew up for the majority of my life. Um, so that is actually in the Bronx. Um, and it's on the high bridge and the majority of my life, I grew up in the high bridge section of the Bronx. So that picture, um, this is the first time that I'm actually sharing this publicly, Eddie, (laughs) that picture is very, very, um, symbolic. Um, it is a a bridge. Um, it, it, it is a walkway between the Bronx and Manhattan. Um, water, and um, you can see that there's a strong tower behind me. Yeah, I can see. Yes, you know, very, very purposeful. Yeah. Very, very purposeful. Um, so, um, as as I shared, you know, my work is it's anchored in my clients may or may not. Um, I, I would say identify as Christian. Actually, I, ha- I have clients that aren't Christian. Okay. Um, yet they are and impassioned by the heart of the work right like they they are already in a space where they are doing purpose-driven work okay for someone who understands and overstands that work and my background in working in a nonprofit community development education and then the entrepreneurial space um is is what um folks are drawn to so on the coaching side, work with professionals one-on-one, um, but then also in group settings uh, in the areas, you know, that come up with them in the workplace. So whether there's conflict in the workplace, whether they're thinking about transitioning in their career and they're a little clear about what that next is. Um, those are some of the areas on the consulting side. Um, as I shared, it is around equity, um, leadership development, community engagement. So not only just doing a strategy just for the business, but how is it going to, you know, benefit uh, the, the community at, at large? Wow. Well said. So, but can you tell us about, uh, like, the composition of your team? Yeah, the competition, co- excuse me, the composition of the team is God is the CEO of yes. everything. <laughs> yeah. And I am the principal owner. Okay. That, you know, so currently it is me and God activating uh, this work and uh, the the prayer. Uh, and I believe I will be blessed um, in this area is to actually have a team within the next two to five years. Wow. So this is this is interesting. Uh, I would say I grew up with um, so my maternal grandmother and um, her husband, my grandfather. Um, they we had two dogs that then made it and then they had a whole litter of puppies. Um, so honestly, my fondest memories were growing up with the dogs. Okay. Um, like when they, when the, when the litter was born, it's like we were growing up together. Yeah. Um, and two of the, um, the puppies from that litter, like they were with me and with the family until I was in like halfway through high school. Okay. Um, and it also, at that time, I was still kind of considering before I took that psychology class, Okay. I was considering being a veterinarian. Okay. Yeah. So I, because of my, you know, my upbringing with, with dogs, um, and just kind of like that whole family element. Um, I was a fan of animal planet, (laughs) national geographic. So I, yeah, I wanted to be a veterinarian and those were some of the fondest memories because I was raised as the only child yet, you know, I had the company of company of my dogs and, and, and my family. 
But um, let's talk about this quote right there where you're talking about um, faith and purpose. Um, you can read it. Knowing oneself and your purpose further guides you affirmation. Yes. So, can you on that? Sure. So knowing oneself and your purpose further guides your affirmations. Um, that is... I'm pretty sure that, you know, there are a number of, you know, coaches who would agree. Uh, for me, as I, as I shared, I had to first know who I was, right? Like who, who is it that God was calling me to be? Um, while I knew the meaning of my name, I didn't really know what faith looked like. And I also did not know that God was also a part of all facets um, of my life. So truly knowing who you are, um, knowing why you're here, your, your purpose, it further guides the things that um, you desire in, in your life. It, it further guides the, the rooms that you are a part of, the conversations that you are a part of, the work that you engage in. Um, and I actually have this right next to me. And I just started to read this uh, about a month and a half ago, actually. So Rick Warren's, um, sorry. Purpose Driven Life okay, um, is a great, great uh, book. And no, I didn't pull that quote from him, but <laughs> um, it's a very, very informative book on, you know, it's, it says, what on earth am I here for? So when you know what that purpose is, um, and it requires seeking God first, right? To yes. get that clarity each and every step of the way. Then um, it further guides your work. It further guides, um, like I said, the conversations, the relationships, networks, and so on and so forth that you're a part of. Wow. So uh, on that, so what are the three books you you will recommend uh, our audience, and why? So definitely, the Purpose Driven Life, <laughs> definitely by Rick Warren. Um, I I say that because. I say that's a definite because there are a number of um, there are a number of folks that may be desiring to know what their next is or even a better grasp on what their present is, and um, you can try. And I'm going to say try. <laughs> you can try to come to that clarity by taking assessments. And I'm not saying that assessments don't give you some insight. Um, but what really, really, uh, is going to give you that clarity is growing in that relationship with God and truly, truly, um, seeking God, um, on, on that, um, on, on your path. Uh, the second book that I would recommend, um, I actually read this um as i was in the beginning stages of when i was um kind of like formulating the the chapter uh, in the book it is the woman god created you to be by kimberla lawson yes yep um and kimberla new york times best-selling author um christian author writer and this book really really um documents kind of like her journey uh, and, and her work of finding success faith um and you know personally and and professionally great great book don't want to give any spoilers but amazing 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 um story and then the third that i would recommend just because of the work that i have one worked through and walked through professionally but also have supported um clients in is um securing a seat at the table by Minda hearts and you know it is it is written with the with the woman of color in mind um and i think that that it's just very very important i know that there's been a lot of talk about that there's also been a lot of initiatives that people have put forth uh because of last year but there have been people who have been driving this work for years for years um, yes I, I i would say the memo wow thank you thank you so so we're gonna go to hot topic now okay so hot topic it's 
So it's a, uh, it's a segment. So we like this segment where we're going to talk about subject people or your clients. They don't have a chance to ask you. Okay. They're going to okay. hear it now. So hot topic. So what do you think do being a coach? Do you ever have a chance where people asking you to do everything for them? But you do you you being the coach, but yeah, so I expect you to do everything. You know, it's a, that's a good question. Um as a coach just in terms of in by training, uh, by trade it is to ask those questions because people actually have the answer, right? Um, and sometimes clients don't feel that they have the answer yeah. because they may be very much, um, they may be feeling the emotion of whatever that experience uh, may be, uh, whether it's a toxic work environment, as I as I mentioned, um, some clients operate in um, or, or trying to navigate, or it's like they're next in their career. Yep. It, it may feel like a fog, right? Um, so they may desire that you are going to just hand them an answer, but it's not my job yeah. and shouldn't be any coach's job um, <laughs> to hand, you know, the client the answer. Um, it is to guide them towards answers that are suitable for them to make that next step. All right. So what would you say is the characteristic of a good coach? One, an active listener. I have heard that from my clients over and over. Um, they've shared how they have learned as leaders and managers how to listen just by me listening to them. <laughs> so um, definitely someone who is an active listener. I would also say someone who is um, a continuous learner. Right. Okay. Uh, you have to be invested in learning and growing yourself personally and professionally. Um, and then a third thing, because I, I I can definitely give you a number, but I'll, I'll give you three. Um, the, the third thing is really asking those powerful questions. Right. Because people may be feeling stuck. Um, I've had my moments as well where coaching has definitely helped me um, and being able to ask those questions that are just going to kind of through listening, right, that will unlock, uh, you know, and open up a door of insight for a person to take that next step. So what will be what would be an advice you give for somebody who want to be a coach? Hmm. Well, one, I would say talk to other coaches, okay. right? Um, and I say talk to other coaches because get a sense of what's out there. Um, yes. There are thousands upon thousands of coaches just in North America alone, right? Um, and there are also a number of folks who may be coaching, but they're not necessarily um, accredited or, you know, like a credential coach. So speaking to others to better understand, like, what was their path and, you know, what has been kind of like key milestones, milestones in their journey um, and, and key learns. And then also figuring out, well, who are you called to coach and why? Um, because I have found that there are a number of coaches that are aiming to coach the same way that they have saw someone else. Like they're aiming to replicate someone else's, you know, strategy, um, or someone else's, you know, impact and influence. And it is very, very important that you know who you are serving and why. And can you, can you tell us? Who is not a good coach? What? <laughs> hmm. That's a good question. Um, someone who 
I, going back to like when I was in college, right? If you're not patient, this is not the space for you. <laughs> this is not the space for you. Um, coaching requires patience. Um, so someone who's impatient or, um, or I would say wants a quick fix, um, this is this is not it. it when, when you are working with people and or organizations that mm. also have people in order to function right yes. it requires patience and it requires you know just kind of like a steadiness um in in the work that's not going to be as rapid fire as maybe some other spaces um like eddie you even mentioned kind of like working with locks, right? Like being a, being a locksmith, um, there, there is a stylistic and a training in which you know how to approach, you know, yeah. like making, making that change. But when people are desiring that, that change, they want it quick. Yes. But there's, you know, there, there's training and there's practice. Um, so someone who does not have the patience, this is not, <laughs> this is not for you. And if you, if you want quick results, mm -mm. um, I think, and I'm trying to, it's a question because I'm trying to learn. I think there's a lot of, I see a surge of coaching. Mm -hmm. Or can you identify the good ones? You can identify the good ones, or I will say it depends on what you're looking for, right? So, okay. um, when I was actually looking for coaches professionally, right? Yeah. I was looking for those that represented my values, right? Or those that kind of like modeled me personally and professionally. So I would say that's the, the basis of, are you even seeing or perceiving a connection or some type of modeling with this person yeah. um are they walking their talk or are they just talking okay huh. um and in addition to that um there are clients who are looking for those credentials right they want to know you know have you gone through a credential program you know are you certified to coach yeah. Um, and not, again, it is not saying that people who aren't certified can't coach. I'm just saying that that may be a criteria uh, for folks. So that's something that you can find out. For example, I'm credentialed with the International Coaching Federation, right? Like ICF. You can look on ICF's website and find out who are the coaches, what area, yeah. what location. Um, so, yes. Wow. That was great. Thank you for answering this question. So, let, let's let's switch to something fun. What are the three movies you can recommend our audience? Okay, um, three movies. Okay, so oh wow, I mean I have all right. So uh, surprisingly, I'm gonna go with an animated movie. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. I Vivo. love animated movies. I'm going to go with Vivo um, and one I, so I'm not a huge fan of like cartoons and animation, but when I, when I come across a good one, I'm going to recommend it. So yeah. Vivo is on Netflix. Highly recommend. Um, it's uh, Latin American centered, um, starts off in Cuba then transitions into Miami. Um, and you know, there's a lot of music, music, vibrancy, um, love, relationship. Uh, I don't, again, I don't want to give spoiler alerts, <laughs> but Vivo highly recommend. And so much so that I've downloaded the, the soundtrack. Like, and wow. I, I will listen to the songs, you know. Uh, like, you're truly a fan of that movie. Truly a fan. <laughs> downloaded the soundtrack. will listen to the songs to give me a boost, keep me motivated and work. Okay. Um, so yes, starting off with Vivo. Uh, another movie, um, Just Mercy. Okay. Um, which is based on Brian Stevenson's um, journey um, as as a lawyer, um, and you know, working to um, defend um, and you know civil rights. 
again, no spoiler alerts. There's also the book, Just, Just Mercy. The movie is very, very powerful. Um, and again, from the, the aspect of justice that I talked about earlier, um, that people misconstrue that, you know, faith is just, you know, the, the love aspect of it, but it, it is work and it's also, um, also justice and equity involved. Um, and then third movie, hmm, I'm going to go with The Shack. Um, Which one? The Shack. Okay. S- H A C K. Okay. Um, that is a very spiritual, um, a very spiritual movie that again you would not you would not expect. I don't, it's one that I don't want to. I can't give too much away, but will recommend. Um, and I see the actress in my um in my mind right now oh my goodness i do you mind if i pull this up eddie because i want to let's see um i see her right now but i'm like okay yes octavia spencer thank you so octavia spencer is a key um you know component (laughs) of the oh yeah i I think yeah she's good yes No, that's that's great. So three movies. So so Vivo, I, I just, Vivo, Vivo, Just Mercy, and the Shack. Wow. Mm-hmm. So any any question you 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 wish I asked you today? Hmm. Any question I wish you asked. Um. Maybe what keeps me inspired. Oh. So what's what keeps you inspired? You <laughs> <laughs> um, what keeps me inspired, honestly, is when I witness breakthroughs with the clients that I'm working with. Okay. Uh, what keeps me inspired is also like with my work with Faith and Prejudice, being able to see that there is a desire uh, through the heart of the church. So not just like the institution of the church, but through the heart of the church of wanting to really right the wrongs of uh, racial inequity um, and racial injustice uh, in in this country. So um, I'm inspired by the hearts of people and I'm inspired by witnessing breakthroughs that happen um, in the lives of, of my clients. Wow. Well said, and thank you for sharing this. Um, so, if you had a chance to gather five people who influence your life, who they will be? Mm. Okay. So, my maternal grandmother, uh, yeah. late maternal grandmother, um, she. Her and I are about the same height, or maybe she was a little shorter than me. So you can't tell right now because I'm seated. Um, <laughs> but a pretty, uh, a little lady, but very, very powerful. Um, and I, I just carry her, carry her with me. And I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to witness and have a great foundation of faith and relationship with God by witnessing my grandmother. Uh, my my maternal grandmother. Okay. Um, also, I would say influence. Um, I, I would say ancestors that I don't even know by name, right? Like people who have um, braved through very testing, tumultuous um, situations, yeah. yet made it through so that I'm here today. Okay. Um, I'm, I would have to say one of my mentees. Okay. Um, her name is Atsidi. Um, to just see the younger generation um, desiring more um, from their work, okay. whether it's in the private sector or, you know, public sector, social impact sector, they desire more. They desire more purpose uh, in their work. And I am continuously you know, inspired by her and she, she helps, you know, drive me forward 
because I know that there's a generation that's looking at us. Um, okay, two more, two more. Um, my mother, obviously. Uh, <laughs> I have to say my mother. And um, I mean, she's a great woman and huge, huge supporter and uh, encourager of mine. Um, and then I'll say... The women that were featured on my podcast. So I wrapped up my podcast last year. Or was it earlier this year? I think it was earlier this year. Oh my goodness. It is like the years, right? Eddie, it's just like <laughs> um sorry. So it was actually this year. Um the women that were featured on my podcast. So it was 40 women of color uh in the wow. nonprofit sector. Um, and they all range in just like particular like industry expertise experience and honestly um to journey through that with them um and the vast majority of them did not know me from a hole in the wall wow um i'm just influenced by their um that by their tenacity okay uh their drive and also the impact that they're making wow great that was great that was good so would you would you would like to see in that podcast but you'll be the one inviting them <laughs> a friend of yours or somebody you think would be great who, who would i be interested in seeing on a podcast yeah i don't know um honestly my grandmother, <laughs> my grandmother who's no my my so not my late grandmother but my grandmother who is alive and well Okay. Um, I think will be very, very comical. Um, so I dedicated um, the the chapter in the book to her as well. Um, our relationship is kind of like the great debaters. Um, she's she's a feisty one. Um, so my grandmother <laughs> is from the Caribbean. She's from Antigua. So we, Ooh, you know, like we, <laughs> we, can go, we, can, <laughs> we can go back and forth. And I love her. I love her. Uh, but she, she's a feisty one, so I would love to see her. <laughs> so are you going to make it happen? Um, Let me know. I, I, I would say this. She she thinks every recording is, you're posting it on Facebook. She at least knows that. She does not have a Facebook account. But <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. <laughs> All right, I so know. I'll, I'll be, I will be glad if you try. But uh, yes. Antigua, I'm trying to go to Antigua. So I'm trying to go to Aruba. So okay. I'm from Haiti. I'm Asian. So I like the Caribbean. Yes. And I want to visit all, all yes. I can. Yes. All like countries I can. And I know they're all beautiful. Yes, they are. So you ever been there? Yes, I have been. You like it? Yeah. Favorite food oh. over there? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um. Hmm. I know this is gonna sound real basic. It, it really, really is. Yeah. Um. It's well, actually, I'm. It's gonna have to be my grandmother's cooking. Oh, um. Man. So her fried dumplings and um her sawfish is. Mm-mm. Yeah. It. It is quite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's quite delicious. So, um, yeah, we'll have to go to my grandmother's kitchen uh, for for that. And she knows that that's like a request that I have when I do see her. Yeah. Um, she hasn't seen me in a couple of weeks, but um, you reminded me that I need to call her. And she's probably going to, we're probably going to have a feisty exchange. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. Uh, Imani, Missouri, you did great. And we appreciate you came um, in today in our podcast. This is um, our episode with Divine Purpose Podcast. Last word for you. Wow. Um, last word. So, one, I would definitely encourage those who are, you know, looking to learn more about me, definitely visit the, the website, www.coachfaithforward.com. Um and truly, truly take that time, especially as, you know, another year is approaching and really stilling yourself if you're at this kind of crossroads to really um, seek God for what it is um, that you're called 
here to do um, and and why. And um, it's a process. It is a process. There are no quick fixes. I mean, God definitely performs miracles, right? Uh, God definitely can do a suddenly. Uh, it's just that your posture um, should be one of humility uh, and patience and, and being still for those things to be revealed. Wow, well said, well said. Appreciate it. This is Imani Missouri. She she did a great job today. She helped us understanding her purpose. <laughs> she helped us understanding what it means to be a good coach. And we learn a lot from her. This is Eddie Dacius with Divine Purpose Podcast. Thank you for being with us. And thank you, Imani. Thank, thank you for you. Your time. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.